Hey, Glenn from Made by Folk here. I hope you had a great summer. Sorry for lagging behind on this podcast schedule. I'm really going to try and catch up on that over the next couple of months. On today's episode, I'll be talking to freelance graphic designer Gabby Lord from Australia. I think for any freelancer working in the creative industry, this will be a really interesting episode. We talked about work-life balance, side projects, and focusing a little bit more on work. And it was a really fun chat, so I hope you enjoy this one. Falling through the sky, your head's on fire, head's on fire. It's another day, can you stay? It's another day, can you stay? I tried so Hello, hello. Hello, we got there. Yay! Hello, Gabby. <laughs> Hi. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me. So today I'm talking to Gabby Lord, who's a designer from Australia, and she's currently living and working in Berlin. And she also organizes a really great newsletter that's going out on a weekly basis, which is how I even came to, to talk to her about the topic of setting boundaries within your work and your life and finding that perfect work-life balance. So I'm really happy to have her on the show today. Welcome to the Made by Folk podcast, Gabby, our first new guest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Thanks for having no me. No worries. Yeah, well, tell us a little about your, your newsletter and how you got started. Okay, so yeah, I write a weekly newsletter. It's called OMG Lord. Um, that name kind of came about because I can be quite an excitable person. And it's, the name comes from the fact that all the things that make G Lord say, oh my God. Um, and... Yeah, so it's just sharing weekly um, inspirations or things that I find on the internet. And it originally came about because I, two things really. One, I just had a ton of things that I wanted to share and I felt like I was constantly sending emails and messages to people all the time, kind of being like, oh, check this out, this is really cool, and wanted a, an outlet for that essentially. And then the second thing would be that I would regularly experience uh, what I would call um, Sontag angst, <laughs> which is, I think a lot of people experience this, but it's more from like a Monday dread kind of place. Whereas for me, it was more like, oh, it's Sunday, you know, I haven't achieved all the things I wanted to this weekend or kind of struggling to sleep on a Sunday night, uh, knowing that, you know, you've got, you're going back to work mm -hmm. or thinking of all the things that you have to do. Just so a great way to kind of sit down, calm my brain a little bit and write something out and feel productive at the end of the weekend that didn't have that much pressure. Yeah. yeah. So you started doing these weekly and you've managed to keep this going now for... Three and a half yeah, years. pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I can't actually believe it myself a little bit, but yeah, I think this is... Um, it, it, the consistency comes from setting that boundary. Like I just know it's, it's just a habit now. I just, I just know that on a Sunday... I sit down and I write something or sometimes Monday depends how <laughs> depends how good a Sunday I'd had <laughs> so that topic that that kind of made me write to you was this 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 thing that I've really been focusing on this year as well is not working at a weekend and setting some boundaries for myself as well as my clients because yeah. I think last year I I don't know there was maybe 10 weekends that I didn't work you know which is just not ideal and the uh, out of all out of, of them, the whole year, yeah. got, um, okay, yeah, not no. ideal. So this year I've been much better. <laughs> this year I've uh, had way more weekends off. But yeah, it's something that That's you, great. you know, you really got into uh, your newsletter, and and I think you were talking on how you're trying to make it happen for yourself, but also you were 
trying to give some advice to other people. Yeah, I think the the main thing to stress about the newsletter is that it's what I write about doesn't come from a place of expertise. I think that that was something that I was quite worried about in the beginning, like writing about this thing, these things and not wanting to come across like I know what I'm doing in, in some senses, but about what I kind of need to hear that week or something that I have, a conversation that I've had with someone else, something that's just been on my mind. I try to keep it relevant to that week. So the particular newsletter that you're talking about, I had had a lot of conversations that week with other friends and freelancers and yeah, seeing the same things as you um, that, you know, they haven't been taking weekends off or they're working really late nights. Um, and it doesn't seem to have a correlation with other industries, you know, like you never hear of an accountant mm. working on a Sunday, you know? Yeah. My entire circle of friends who are mostly not designers, they just roll their eyes every time I say like, yeah, sorry, I'm working this weekend again. They're like, what the hell? You're like self-employed. You know, I know that means you have to do a little bit more, but you should be able to regulate your time a little bit more. Part of it comes down to time management for sure. <laughs> but I think, um, I think the biggest struggle is just being able to turn that part of your brain off and being like, okay, work is over now. <laughs> um, and I think that setting boundaries you know is so important for that like even something because if you work from home i don't know how people do this full time <laughs> but you know forcing yourself to leave your house like you absolutely have to leave your house you cannot spend the entire day indoors <laughs> um and you know you have to put pants on and these kinds of things so but it's amazing how much more productive you are when you get up and you get ready as if you're going to a real job like you would not go to work in your pajamas you're working in the city so enough. don't do it i'm way more productive yeah. when i wear trousers definitely yes yes <laughs> <laughs> the business business mode has has begun when you put put the pants on So do you then, do you sit down with your clients and sort of, you know, like uh, explain to them when you work and when you're not? Do you mention this at any point or do you just try and make it like it's the most normal thing? Well, of course I'm not working this weekend because it's the weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You wouldn't have to do this in any other industry. It's such a weird thing that we have to be like, yes, and on the weekend, I have a weekend. I don't work, <laughs> you know. Um it really depends. So at the moment, I do a mix of freelancing, which is in companies, and they obviously work certain hours and Monday to Friday. And then I also have my own clients that I work on independently. And that's something that takes a little more work for sure, because there's not this predefined kind of idea. And I think so much of that does come from you as the person being hired and setting those expectations from the beginning. So I don't, I wouldn't say that I explicitly say, oh, I don't work on a weekend. It's just more that I, if someone emails me on a weekend, I will not reply until Monday morning mm -hmm. if it's a client. Like I just won't, especially if it's about work and especially if they're asking me for something, if they're saying like, hey, we have changes on this website or this brochure or whatever. We really need this done. Like, you know, can we have it on Monday morning? I will not reply until Monday morning. I Even if it's like, I do happen to be working that weekend I can work on it but I still won't reply to their email so that they have the expectation and they know that if they email me on a weekend I'm not available yeah 
I'm still not very good at that. I'm still too quick to reply. <laughs> well, it's hard. It's hard not to, and it's hard to let it sit there when you're like, but I could just, yeah. I could figure this out. But yeah, I think it's it's something that's I'm definitely still working on. Um, but in terms of working on a weekend, it still happens, but it's usually either a choice like, you know, I worked last weekend, but I went to Porto for three days during the week. So I really had three days off that week. So I can't complain about that. Um, but I'm still getting paid for that, for yeah. that work, um, which I think is also really important. If you're getting paid for working on a weekend and then you can take a Tuesday off, then that still works yeah. for me. I switched this year from doing like, you know, a variety of projects on, an, you know, maybe an hourly or project-based rate to just doing full days and just charging per day. And then I only yeah. assign specific days per client. So a client knows, okay, Wednesday's my day with Glenn during this project and then they get one day per week. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. incredibly well because the client focuses all their feedback and all their attention on that day. So they kind of have to do their homework and be, be organized, organized for that yeah. day. Otherwise, I'm charging them for doing nothing. And that I make sure that they understand that up front. Like I charge for that day, even if I just do five minutes of work or a whole day of work. And it means that it's way easier to bill and way easier for the client to already predict what that invoice is going to be like at the end of the month. Because I can tell them up front how many days they're getting that month. And I can pretty much tell them how much that month is going to cost. And it means that it's very flexible what I do on those days. If they need a piece of print or another uh, screen for their app or another function or, you know, like it, it's very, you know, variable on what I do on those days for them. And that's been a real eye opener for me because it's it's very easy for the, the client to understand and prepare for. So we have a, a catch up meeting on at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And then I just throughout that day, I'm uh, available you know, I'm basically just working for them on that day. Yeah, it's been a huge shift in how I work and how I uh, invoice at the end of the month. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I absolutely, I'm all for day rates over an mm -hmm. hourly rate because I think an hourly rate is so dangerous because something will very, very rarely take you one hour. Yeah. Um, and doing one full day's work on one project versus doing one hour of another project on any given day it's, it doesn't equal the same, even if the amount of hours or eight hours, it, it takes you so long to get into that project again. You have to like reorganize your brain into, okay, this is what, this is where yeah. I left off. This is, you know, where all the files are, reopening all yeah. these things. So I'm way more focused just, on yeah. that client on that day. I think I actually get more done than when I just do bits and pieces throughout the week. Because like you said, you're yeah. constantly switching between projects and okay, so now I have to get back into this mindset and try and figure out where were we, where were we last, what had I done, here's the feedback. Yeah, just like being able to focus on one thing. I know on that day I'm doing nothing else. I, I mean, obviously it's impossible to do nothing else, but 95% yeah. of, that, of that day I am focused on that client. I think um, focus is a lot like sleep in that sense. Like when I'm working on a project, it's like these REM cycles, you know, mm. of like very intense focus on that project and then you can slowly come out of it and then you go back in Yeah, to really hit that deep, deep focus if you're not um, giving it you're enough right. time. Falling through the sky, your head's on fire. It's another day, can
And so some other topics that you covered in your in your newsletter were things like routines, something that you called the scarcity mindset. Um, but I think the, the 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 routine part fits quite nicely into into the idea of work life balance. Where do you see the importance of routine in your work and your your daily life? I mean, routine looks different for different people and. As a freelancer, there's always going to be things that are changing. It just depends on your personality type, I think, as to how much you need. I'm definitely someone who craves routine, but not in like a, I'm going to the same place every day, uh, 10 till 6, and then I go home and live for the weekends. I definitely don't need that type of routine, but I need something where I know what I'm what I'm doing for the week even, even if it's just like for the week or for the day. Um, and routine for me can be as simple as like getting up and leaving my house in the morning and like going to the gym or going to grab a coffee or doing something like that, especially on the days when I am working from home or working from a cafe. But I think the biggest routine, the thing that really helps me be grounded is finding these pockets in my week to, well, no, creating essentially. It's, it's, I think that's, that's a very clear uh, difference. It's not finding, it's creating the time for things that I want to achieve. So I know that every week on a Sunday, without fail, I am going to write my newsletter. And sometimes it happens on a Monday. I think the latest one I ever did was like on a Tuesday morning. But it was like, I absolutely, this is going out whether I am staying up all night or not. It's like this accountability uh, that really is that's really defined for me. So no matter how hectic my schedule is, I know that on a Sunday or on a Monday, this will get written. Like there's just never a question in my mind. Do you sometimes then prepare them if you know that you might miss a Sunday or have you missed, have you missed any in the three years that you've been doing it? I've never missed one. I have had a break, which I intentionally did so I like sent you know the week in advance and said hey look I'm because I was actually going on holiday I was traveling around I was sailing around Croatia and all these places I was like Gabby you're not taking your laptop and you are not writing these letter <laughs> on a boat no. in Croatia I was like I think you can I think I think people will give you a break and everyone here was like yes don't be ridiculous that would have just been, take a break it's okay that would be incredibly impressive but I agree that is not, not necessary yeah so I think the most I've written in advance was two and again that was when I went to Vietnam and I didn't want to take my laptop so if I can swing it by prepping a few in advance I will do that but I tend to just wing it on the day like some weeks I'm bursting with inspiration I have so many topics and things I want to talk about other weeks I can sit at my computer and I'm just like oh my god what am I gonna write this time or where is what resource am I gonna share I found nothing on the internet this week um so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a surprise for me every week as much as it is for everyone else. Yeah. Speak, speaking yeah. of sharing, you share all these things that you find, which obviously I've been doing now for 10 years and uh, with the Form 55 project and with Made by Folk, we're going to continue to do this. All these things that you find interesting and you feel like I want to show them to other people because they're incredible or amazing or inspiring. You mentioned in one of your emails this the this scarcity mindset, which I interpreted misinterpreted, I think, when I read it first. But you were talking about how some people are afraid of sharing valuable inf or they feel that this information is too valuable, and if I share it, then other people might use it, and then I won't have the benefit of it. Scarcity mindset or scarcity mentality, it's the belief that everything is limited and it's better to be selfish and keep it to yourself than be generous and give everything away. 
And it's something that people do ask me sometimes because I'm finding all these things that are obviously going to help me improve as a designer or, you know, with my work or my process. And I guess some people might think that that would be setting myself to a disadvantage, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like I don't really meet that many people who feel this way because obviously the people that subscribe to my newsletter are a particular demographic of people (laughs) that are very, I'm very lucky. Like very people are like very, open and generous and also very great like there's a lot of gratitude I think uh when you share something but yeah so many people have this thing in their head that if they give something away or if they share this information that it's going to put them at a disadvantage or that it's going to hinder their progression but the absolute opposite is true like if the more you share and the more you give away the more comes back to you and I'm not saying like do all these things in in the hope that like you will gain a bunch of stuff from other people it's just more that I honestly believe like the more you share and the more you give away, the more it benefits you. Like mm-hmm. people will always be grateful. And then they, then they think of you as this person who is generous and shares things. And so they will be so much more generous and open and sharing with you. Yeah. And it creates this kind of almost information economy uh, across the internet, which I just find so fascinating and so great. Like so many, you know, so many people send me things as well that they think <laughs> are cool or they think that would be relevant. And I'm constantly having to, yeah, sift through all of those links because there's so much good stuff in there. So, (laughs) yeah, a lot of really amazing things have come from sharing things through my newsletter. I Um, couldn't agree more. So by by sharing all these things and also getting things sent back to you, I guess there must be a lot of things that then end up influencing your work. Is there anything recently where you felt like you've seen something? Oh, yeah. So I shared it in last week's newsletter. Actually, it was the 10-year plan by Debbie Millman Mm. and... I had listened, I mean, I've been listening to her podcast for years and I had actually heard the episode that she recorded with Tim Ferriss, but she talks about imagining your life in 10 years and you have to write down, you know, everything about like what your job is, where do you live? Like, what kind of dog do you have? What what furniture is in your apartment and all this stuff. So it's really, it's just an exercise basically. But I saw that, I was reminded of that recently because someone made a web page about it and kind of transcribed part of the podcast where she explains what this exercise is. She does it with her students at SVA in New York. So I've definitely been inspired to do that. Have you done that already? Recently. So I've started, but I haven't. Um, I, I think it'll be a maybe a Sunday night thing that I tag on to um, <laughs> writing my newsletter this week. Because I it's like, have you, she's, she recommends an hour where you just sit down for one hour and like describe your entire day wow. 10 years from now. So yeah, but I'm definitely very intrigued and want to do this. I'll have to give that a shot. I couldn't even, yeah. I don't really plan that far in ahead. I have to admit. I like... Yeah, it's not, I, I've never planned, but I, I think it's more of an exercise of like, okay, what do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can visualize and aim for it. <laughs> yes exactly and dream for all the crazy all the crazy things that don't seem possible now yeah i can't even like, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot i'll go tomorrow sunday let's uh i'll i'll, I'll try it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks very much for taking the time um you can find gabby's new print that she designed for us on our website madebyfolk.com uh, i'll link it in the description and she also designed this month's cover which you should definitely go and check out Gabby, where could people find some uh, more of your work or follow you on social media? So you can find my work at gabbylord.com. You can sign up to my newsletter at omglord.com and you can find me on Instagram at omglord. Thanks very much, Gabby. Thanks, Glenn. Just to make it to the other side.
If you want to find out more about Gabby's work, go and visit madebyfolk.com. On there, you'll also be able to buy Gabby's print that she exclusively designed for us. The music in this episode is brought to you by Mammal Sounds. This time we're playing you CLN's The Other Side. If you like this episode, make sure to share it with someone that you think will find it interesting. And give us some feedback. You can reach out to us on all our social media channels. It'd be great to hear from you guys if you want us to be more conversational like today's episode or if you want me to shut my face and just ask questions and I'll let the the speakers talk. Uh, Yeah, it'd be great to get some feedback. Speak to you in the next one. Thank you.